when you start with employer branding, the first people you have to convince, and if they are not convinced, don't even start with employer branding, are the bosses and C-level. If they are not convinced, you should th- rethink and go to another company because it's then you're working in, in the wrong company. Yeah. Just, just as simple as this. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, welcome. Today, we are going to discuss more about a very interesting topic. I love this topic. It's important for me as well to learn more about that, how to make your employees happy, how you can find the way to encourage people to provide much better results, to increase productivity. And it's not to give them a lot of tasks. It's not about uh, spending more time in your jobs. It's more about productivity. And uh, if your employees are happy, then your customers will be happy and your business will be fine. I'm so excited to discuss a lot more with Patrick the Power. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much. Yeah, big pleasure. Wanna learn more? I, I know it's important. And um, let me share my short story. A few years ago, even more like five years ago, We started one project and I didn't have enough time to manage all things that happened in my company. So basically all our resources, attention were on this big project and a toxic environment appealed in my company. That was terrible. Uh, A few good people, great experts left my company and I started to research, to investigate what's going on. And I found this uh, toxic environment after that i learned this uh, terrible lesson that i need to spend time with my people uh, to encourage them to give them a strong reason to provide results so i want to learn more today because i'm student on this life i can't say that i'm the best boss of course i need to work a lot more to uh, to become the best patrick before we start just tell me about yourself experience background and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you welcome everybody my name is indeed patrick i'm uh, born in belgium still living in belgium i'm uh, i have a career in the airline and travel industry so completely different things uh, big international companies smaller companies been a bit working everywhere in the world from sweden to south america lots in new york uh, and then at a certain moment, um, the age where some people already start thinking, oh, where's, where's my pension? <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought perhaps it's time to do something something else. Why? Because I was already in the travel industry. We discovered very quickly, you know, in the beginning of internet and, 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 and social media afterwards. And um, I pretty much discovered that media, they, they, they always talk about media, but that kind of media is working completely different than the traditional media. And so it, it started with, if, if you talk about background, it started with some very simple things, nothing to do with employee engagement and, and employee, uh, employer branding, but it started just because when I posted a picture that I took in New York on a rainy day, <clears throat> and afterwards I had to post a picture of the beautiful New York stock picture with the sunset. And I discovered that the first picture had 10 times more engagement than the second picture. So that was the first thing I, I said, like, okay, strange because don't, people don't look always for the nice things. They look for the real stories. 
Yeah. And so we, that was the first thing I did. I didn't really discover it, but it's just the first thing. And then the second step was when I was invited in, uh, in the whole, in the office of the Holy Grey Google, because we spent so much money on, on Google. Um, at the same moment I had the, uh, I, I, I did an inquiry with one single question. Why are you still choosing for our travel organization? And 92% said, because it's recommended by friends and family. Mm -hmm. These two elements made me think like, okay, so word of mouth is very important. Trust is very important. Authenticity is very important. And that's where Social Cedar started. Nice, nice. I love your story. And you mentioned that you work in uh, different countries, uh, locations. For me, it's very important to learn more about that because um, uh, today, we outsource people everywhere. Uh, we cooperate with people in India, Pakistan, US, Ukraine, uh, Canada, m many countries. I don't care about your location. I don't care about anything else. I care ab about uh, your uh, skills that you can bring uh, to our products. And of course, uh, for me, it's important to cooperate with positive people. So if I see some negative stuff i usually leave them <laughs> okay uh, you have great skills but i'm not interested with that uh, for me personality can uh, it plays a huge role uh, in my company and patrick can you tell uh, the culture difference we are different you know if i cooperate with people in india i usually use different approaches uh, that i use with ukrainian people with americans uh, i can't say that it's it's big difference uh, but uh, still I consider this culture. Can you tell from your experience how you manage people in different countries, locations? Do you learn about them before uh, started to, I don't know, to use any methods? <laughs> uh, like you said, there's there's differences, but there's more similarities than differences. The differences are more obviously, and, and luckily we have cultural differences, otherwise it would be a very dull world. Uh, yeah. But uh, if you if you now go to a company and how a company works, whatever you are, your your company in India or your company in the US, um, some things are always the same. And this is why do I as a person like to work for that company? And again, I know that in Japan it's completely different than in the US. Um, and in Europe, it's a, it's a bit in between. But again, the, the, if you if you look at um, at figures and in in all the um, studies that have been made, is that the trust word of mouth is something which is everywhere the same. I think even Europe is the lowest. US and Asia they have the highest um, you know influence of I. It could be whatever. I work here because I feel other people also like to work here or I buy from this company because I trust it. I've heard it from my colleagues. It's a good company. So I, I, I give my trust. So basically it's the thing is, do you start from from the bottom to the top or do you start from the top to the bottom? That's basically for me the biggest difference between the different cultures. Whatever happened, whatever you have to do, you have to start somewhere in building trust and in the old fashioned I would say more old-fashioned industries like we have some old-fashioned industries in Europe let's face it often you really have to start from the top to the bottom because the top is still not you know they still think that we do business like we did it 100 years ago which is not the case anymore luckily and then in other 
companies is just the opposite. That's one thing. Secondly, uh, Anatoly, it's also the size of the company that matters enormously. The big company, we all know that a big company, the way a big company works is completely different than a startup. In a startup, obviously, most of the people, they like to work there because you have to hustle. It's hard, but you specifically want to do that job and you want to have this experience where in big companies, and there's quite a lot of big companies where people just go because they are they can be behind the wall, nobody sees them. <laughs> um, and so the, the the way you work with these people uh, is completely different. So it's somewhere, it is complex, but luckily there's quite some things that are common. Otherwise it would be impossible. <laughs> it would be mission impossible because otherwise every company needs a different approach and that's not possible either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it, got it. Uh, let's talk about uh, finding the right people before uh, managing. Uh, you know, um, it's interesting. I, I checked data uh, that uh, uh, I don't remember exactly the number, but if I remember, it's like 69% percent of uh, all hiring uh, uh, usually wrong. So companies uh, still make these wrong choices, including me. Uh, I can't. Uh, I can analyze many things too, but uh, if it doesn't work, that's okay. So we can go ahead to someone else. And um, uh, can you tell how to minimize this uh, number, the risk to find right people? Uh, I mean, like, do we need to spend more time to learn about uh, candidates or uh, any other tips how to do it right? And there's been, just to, to add to what you said, is there's been a study here in Europe uh, and it's released uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one person on five quits after six months. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, you have the, the, the problem of finding people, but then you have to keep them. And now mm-hmm. there's, a big, there's a big problem also to keep them because again, you know, work-life balance is becoming so important that people are really... So uh, how do you solve this? Again, there's no magic formula, but the first thing, and this is where employer branding comes in, is uh, you have to, first of all, build uh, your the culture. You have to build on the culture of your company. Your company is hopefully something unique. Otherwise, you're, you don't have a company. Every company has, has a story to tell. They have a product, but they also have their own story. We all, we all specifically in marketing, we've been learning how to, you know, how to create advertisement around the product, but we've never really understood how to promote the company itself because it's like a human being. It's something that is a living. It's, some, it's something that is living. So the first thing is take time to see what your company, what are the values of your company. Second thing is if you have your values and you hope that everybody believes in these values because that's obviously what you need uh, and specifically your co-workers you need to share these values as, uh, as the, the more you share the better it is that's why uh, also we come in because you better share it through your co-workers and not through just marketing campaigns why because then obviously people will come to your company not because of the paycheck but they will come to your company because they like your company They yeah. saw on LinkedIn the CEO and they said, I like this CEO. Mm, he seems to be an interesting guy. And then obviously it's already a, a, a completely different match. Uh, and then the second thing is, and that's also something which has been studied all over the world, is when somebody comes in, somebody wants to, to start uh, in, in a company because they've been recommended by somebody else, apparently the 
the, 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 the how do you say it? They will stay. They will stay on boards. They because mm -hmm. the there's much more links uh, with the company itself. Um, I can obviously I can talk for hours about this topic because it's a simple <laughs> question, but it's a very. It, it, I know. Is it complex? No, it's not so complex. The only thing a company needs to to know is we're a company, and a company is not always the good news show. It's we are not always the best. We fail. It's not always there. There difficult times but the more we talk about the reality of our company the more there will be a fix with the candidates that are applying to get a job and then obviously mm -hmm. you have everything that happens once they apply for the job that's uh, that's another thing nice nice and uh, let's talk more about uh employer branding you know um uh, we, we we pay a lot of attention to build brand recognition for customers you know to uh, get more sales, uh, to uh, get better results with marketing. Uh, but employee branding is something different when you need to build your recognition, positive reputation um, among people yeah, who want to work in your company. <clears throat> can you tell methods or uh, any tools that can help to build this recognition? <laughs> There are probably tools to build employer branding, but the the, the people the, it's the people that that uh, that build employer branding and employer branding again, like I just said, is the soul of your company. It's the history of your company. It's the investment that you do as a company. It's all the um, sustainable things that you do as a company. By the way, that becomes more and more uh, interesting, appealing for candidates, but also appealing for people working in a company. So it's not just greenwashing. I do something because it will. I need to do it. No, we see that it has a big uh, and important uh, thing. The most important thing about employer branding, uh, Anatoly, is that it's it's it starts also with the CEO and even with the board of directors because that's where we see that it fails. Often, often companies they 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 have they have some difficult times before because they don't find the right talent. So they, then there's some hype wording that come by and they say like, okay, we start with employer branding. And we even see sometimes that there are young people that just joined the company, they phones and they say like, yeah, I have the mission to start employer branding. Well, well, I don't think that's the right way to do because basically employer branding is the soul of your company and who better than your board directors, even CEO and obviously all the rest of your company know where the soul is. Uh, so that's something that's often, uh, and then yeah, there's some other things. It's not just, marketing that does the employer branding exercise now the employer branding is done throughout all uh, the whole company and that's also again something where we see that sometimes it fails it's like it's a mission for for, for marketing and all the rest or hr most of it most of the times it's hr and all the rest of the the pillars are not even involved it's not employer branding only works when most of the people know about employer branding and but just also employer branding is not just five wordings on an a4 in the toilet rooms because i had these experiences yeah we do some employer branding we see when you go to the toilet you see our mission mm -hmm. yeah no that's yeah. not that's not uh... you know you, you remind me another study <clears throat> um, that was interesting even <clears throat> not studied that was uh paul quiz about uh what 
uh, employees can prefer a human being a boss or a robot boss and most people replied they wanna cooperate with robot than with human being so it means we have a lot of bad bosses according to this data and if people wanna cooperate with robot more or listen to robots that means uh, humans can provide this great experience you know positive experience in companies yeah it's terrible uh, that means we have a lot of bad bosses <laughs> what do you think oops so yeah, I just had some problems with the, the internet connection, oh. uh, but it, it it is true. Huh? We 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 have uh, still companies where the people they drive small cars with big logos, mm -hmm. and the C level they drive big cars with no logo. So the uh, the people that gain the most, they don't they don't feel the need to be proud about their company, and all the rest they need to be proud of the company. That's now that's not how it works today. It's, it, mm -hmm. it's the reverse. And this is still, mm -hmm. now I'm talking specifically also for Europe, It's that's the old culture. The old culture is, I'm a CEO, I don't want to be exposed, I have worries enough. No, no, you you are the first one to be exposed. That's, mm -hmm. that's um, yeah. Yeah, um, I connect on LinkedIn with Bridget Heisen, and I like her content. She always shares a lot about... Uh, uh, how to encourage employees, uh, how to be a good boss. Uh, and uh, yeah, I like her content, uh, anything that uh, she shares. And uh, uh, she often uh, shares that uh, people don't leave uh, bad companies, they leave bad bosses. Can you explain what it means? Uh, so uh, people can leave uh, a bad boss, not a bad company. What do you think about that? Uh, so that people leave and not... Uh, I try to understand exactly the, the question that uh, people pe leave, but not... Uh, people leave bad bosses uh, more often than bad companies. I mean, like, for example, if someone can back in company and can feel that their bosses are bad, terrible, they can leave this company uh, not even because of money or any other attitudes because bad bosses can i don't know uh, force them to do something they don't like or uh, i don't know m many things so uh, but uh, bad companies i don't know probably have some problems uh, but not like bad bosses <laughs> i don't know what do you think why people no, leave it's, bad bosses? Uh, it's 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 because I think the, the, the problem that we have now, and I think it's not of this time anymore, is that we are still living in 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 a situation where the longer you stay in a company, the more you grow, and at a certain moment you become boss, but you are never trained to be a boss. Um, you've never done any pro, you didn't had any progress in the, your, your your way of thinking or what what uh, tools you use. This is what we see so often. So it's just because I'm 10 years in, 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 I'm working for 10 years, so I'm the boss of so many. It should be just the reverse. At this moment, we are living in a, in a society where everything is changing so rapidly that it shouldn't be how old you are or how long you are in a, in a company that should make you a boss. And mm -hmm. I think this is often, and this is absolutely what you say is absolutely true. There are quite a lot of companies that have like to the outside world best and uh, best uh, work uh, they, they have certain names where you as a company you can say that I'm the best employer 
uh, of the year or whatever, they win prizes. But then if you see the internal um, management where, it, it, in, in fact, in, in inside the company, it's not reflected at all. Uh, and, and obviously, that's a very bad thing to do. But it, it, that's why, again, when you start with employer branding, the first people you have to convince, and if they are not convinced, don't even start with employer branding, are the bosses and C-level. If they are not convinced, you you should th rethink and go to another company because it's then you're working in, in the wrong company. Yeah. Just, just as simple as this. Yeah, mo most people hate their jobs. Um, and uh, yeah, um, today I share a lot <laughs> about studies. And uh, I remember one study that 70% of people are unhappy with their jobs. It's a lot, <laughs> most people. And for me, it's better to leave it. If you leave uh, a job that you hate, you will never regret because you can find something that you like uh, and we have one life you know to be happy <laughs> we, we we have we have one life and there's so many opportunities right now i i mm -hmm. i'm i'm still when i started working so long time ago at, at i think not only in belgium but also the us uh, my my father said you have to go to work for a bank because you have security and you can stay until your pension in the same company and now it's just the opposite you should change the more mm -hmm. you change the better it is you create new networks, you create new insights, uh, you get better in, your, in what you're doing. And that is yeah. changing very quickly. That's not something that we see. And, and people that are just staying is because, again, they can hide behind the wall and then you can stay. If you're otherwise, you can't stay. You're very unhappy. Mm -hmm. and you can't stay yeah. unhappy the rest of your life. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I open your LinkedIn profile because I love opening LinkedIn profiles. And, um, I, you know, one thing, uh, one thing uh, sticked with me about employee engagement. Um, can you tell how to measure employee engagement? Okay, if I want to know how uh, people can engage with our products, and of course, it's important to make them happy, but I, I need to know engagement as well. So can you tell your methods how to measure? We have one method because I can absolutely, I, first of all, I want to say that engagement is, is much more than just what we do. We measure one part of it, but the world and the and human being is much more complex. But what we do, what we define as engagement is the fact that people are working in a company and they know what's happening in the company. So they read or they listen to what is happening in the company. And one step further is, I'm so proud that I'm going to share what is happening in the company. And then you're really engaged. You can also share it with your colleagues. That's for me, the why do we do it? Why do we define it like this? Because it's measurable. This is something which is really measurable. Uh, the fact is, for instance, if you have 100 coworkers, in your company, you invite them. We call them ambassadors. You can you can call them whatever you want to become ambassadors. You explain why you do this because it's interesting. We have some things that we would like you to. And there's the, you don't need to share it. It's all authentic, and then you just see to what is happening. How many people will sign in? How many people will start reading what you're doing? How many people will start from time to time sharing what you're saying? Sharing, for instance, open positions or whatever you have small movies. Um, and this is something we share. And there you see that there's a big, big difference between different companies. And this is what we define at this moment as engagement. Again, this is just one part, but it's the measurable thing that we can we can do. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. nice, nice. Um, in your LinkedIn profile, uh, I see that you can help companies uh, 
uh, to consult them to find the right way. And uh, can you tell how to do it for companies with busy executives? Um, CEO is busy, everyone is busy because companies need to compete to find the way how to create high quality products, competitors. Uh, don't wait when you will fix something. So, uh, and um, I mean, like, um, people can be skeptical. For example, if you come to any company, uh, they can reply to you, look at, I'm busy, you know, I need to work, I need to provide some results. But how you uh, analyze what companies have and uh, find uh, errors or something that you can improve? Uh we 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 call this uh, a crash uh, employer branding we call it employer branding but basically um uh, what you're uh, what you're asking me so it's it's we i have obviously it's something that you build at this moment i have quite trust because i've been helping around three four hundred companies big big international companies small size companies oops we lost connection i hope patrick will get back soon it happens um yeah but anyway i can share about my personal experience in my company uh, about that i usually speak with uh people uh, I'm, back. I'm back i'm back oh yeah back okay <laughs> I, i decided to share my story hello, but hello, you're hello. back yeah yeah hello you can continue so actually Yeah. I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, no yes. worries, it happens. It's internet. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm I'm on my mobile phone, so I hope this is going to hold until the end of the, the, the uh -huh. podcast. So um, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry for this. We ask two hours. We, it's, it's basically a canvas that we have developed where we invite CEO, head of HR, head of marketing, head of sales, and eventually head of communication, if there's a head of communication. So we invite top level. And there are some questions uh, that we ask. And normally in two hours, this is very, it's strange, but it always, at this, at this moment, it always succeeds. With the right questions, you can at the end see where they are. Do they have the same vision of the company? Um, do they share this vision with the coworkers? And first, again, is the CEO also um does he does he acknowledge acknowledge that this is the vision this is what we stand for these are our values these are just some simple questions that we are asking and on based on 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 that crash course we can just uh give uh let's say a menu which we also pro we provide also the help how to start or at least to create a company with uh, more engaged uh, people we have companies where they specifically after COVID, um, we had the big problem worldwide in engagement. Uh, work People working remotely. Um, in the beginning, the, the engagement went up and then it went really down at the end of the pandemic. Uh, and we had companies with, uh, with their measurements, 2% engagement. 2% engagement, this is, I mean, 98% of the people working for the company don't like to work for that company. If at that moment you don't want to spend two hours, yeah, then you shut shut your. You have to. You need to close your company. It's very yeah. very easy. It's a, so the, the again, the answer is difficult, but the other end also very simple. As a CEO, it's the future of your company. 
because without them, without people, you don't have a company. Without attracting the right people, you will not be able to grow. So people, even with AI, people are still the main factor of your success. Open your eyes. It's a session where you open your eyes. I think it's better to know what's happening in your company instead of also as a CEO hiding behind the wall, hiding behind the wall, just continue and continue and continue all the time. It's not going to work anymore. I think again, 50 years ago, it could work, but now it's not working anymore. Yeah, nice, nice. Love it, love it. Patrick, um, let's talk about um, mistakes. Um, in my life, I made a lot of mistakes. I keep doing them uh, because we usually start from best practices, I don't know, generic uh, recommendations, nothing special. Then when we uh, do mistakes, we can learn, acquire experience to go ahead. And uh, <clears throat> I know from many great entrepreneurs like uh, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, all of them make mistakes. Uh, I remember when Elon Musk said about that, um, if you don't make mistakes, you're not innovative enough. Zuckerberg said uh, the biggest risk don't take any risk <laughs> so we need to make risks and uh, for example i started pr i started pr uh, because we paid six thousand dollars for one press release but we needed to write 12 press releases a week it's like seventy two thousand dollars and i decided to save this money good money and uh, what i did i wrote a bunch of press releases i pitched all of them i got zero mentions zero results nothing but i learned I learned, I acquired experience. Then we explained to our offers uh, who usually create evergreen content about PR format, about press releases. It's different. You need to cover trending topics. You need to provide your expert opinion. And we got great results. After six months, we got mentions on CNN, Bloomberg, Business Insider, Yahoo Finance, uh, MSN, big, big players, big websites because of mistakes we started with mistakes acquired experience crafted the process and today we can save plus three million dollars you know a year good money and uh, i want to ask you about common mistakes that you can see companies still do uh, i think a lot of mistakes you can find but common mistakes and uh, your tips how to find another way I also do quite a lot of mistakes, I have to admit, because uh, if I would, uh, like everybody, if you would restart, you would do it perhaps completely different. Um, but this is also where we, we are today. This is because of the fact that some days you just wonder, what am I doing? Uh, why did I quit my, my well-paid job to do this? this uh, job? We also thought, and then I'm coming to your question, we also thought it was only the software that was able to uh, that will be able to help companies no software is not the cure of a disease it's the way you deal with software so there's a big two very big differences in it. that's something that i also um where i did some mistakes uh, lots of companies they make um the, the one of there's lots of mistakes but again the first mistake is that they only see um they only see the day-to-day figures uh, that that have to come in they don't they 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 say that they have a future vision if you really go into that they don't really have a future vision the only future vision is i want to make more and more and more money and i know that it's a complex world and i know that there's um there's some um, uh, competition everywhere but what i do know 
Anatoly. And this is something that, uh, okay, I'm going to say this on your podcast, otherwise I wouldn't, normally I wouldn't say this. We are running at this moment our company with zero marketing, zero marketing euro. We run our company on trust. The only thing we do is building trust. Obviously, we're a small company, but I'm sure that this is one of the things that is very important for most of the companies. People, luckily, people is still also look at trust specifically in B2B. B2C is somewhat different, I have to admit, but in B2B, trust is the most important factor. I could even think that in B2C, it plays a very important role. So um, CEO shouldn't only be looking at figures, they should be looking at how can I build my company to be a, a likable uh, company, a, a company where people know that I'm doing the right thing. And this is again, where I go to sustainability. If you see that sustainability play, starts playing a really important role, in everything you're doing. This uh, makes me happy that at least the world isn't finished yet. <laughs> yeah. There's still, we can still solve it. There's still trust in, we want to make a better world. Um, uh, so, but then if you go to the employer branding, then there's so many things that, that, uh, that go wrong. And one of the things that we see often is, okay, you know what? We're going to, how do you say it? We're going to pay people to be engaged. So the more they read and the more they share, the more they get points and they get da 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 and This is something that you can do from time to time, but long-term it never works because they only do it for, they only do it for themselves. They never do it for the company. And basically you never, you're never sure whether they share because they like your values or your culture, or they share just because they get something in return. So, the second, so the second thing in, in specifically in employer branding is try to be as honest as possible. Sometimes you will, sometimes you will fail as well. Sometimes, even if you have the best culture in the world, you do things wrong, like you just mentioned. Yeah. Be open. Be open. You know that my the biggest the, the the post on LinkedIn that that had the most interactions was the post where I took a picture of a customer that we lost. Mm-hmm. Most well. of people say, "Are you? Are you? You're, you're a fool. You, you should. You should. You know. You should celebrate new. Your 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 new customers, but you go, you don't do things like this." And still, I got the most and most positive um, uh, comments from all the posts that I did before. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something I think that that companies they should be. They call it Glassdoor. So many people say that they are Glassdoor. So many companies, sorry, pretend that they are Glassdoor, but they are not Glassdoor. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, interesting. And um, I, you know, I'm not against uh, companies that don't use marketing. That's okay. I I, I know uh, some companies that work well, uh, get great revenue uh, with word of mouth. If it works with them, why not? Yeah, uh, I think uh, remember a great quote from Elon Musk when he said that companies spend a lot of money to marketing instead of creating great products. So if you have great products, uh, you don't need a lot of marketing, probably don't need at all, <laughs> or uh, just uh, you can save some money with that. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do any marketing. We do, we don't do any marketing right now, and we still mm-hmm. see that the company is growing, obviously, if you okay. want. Uh, and, and no, no, because I'm, I'm, I, I'm a marketing director from the past, so I'm absolutely believing in the marketing. The only thing that I say is that if you use your marketing as well to spread genuine, authentic content mm-hmm. and 
part of it could be the story of your company, part of it could be something else. It's, it works much better. It's not the first time that somebody will tell you probably that if, I, if we see the results, if people share and they share a movie that's made with an iPhone or they share a movie that's made with a very complex, a very expensive thing, that the first one will get marketing-wise often more impact than the second one. So again, please use marketing because without marketing, you will not be able to, to, to grow we are in a stage where we are launching a new product and that, but I just said, said this because it does work. You can have, um, you can have business in a, in a, in a word of mouth, in a, in a, if you have lots of trust, you can build your business. If you want, you want your business to grow exponentially. I will nice. Go, nice. I, will, I will contact you probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got it. Uh, Patrick, um, Let's talk about AI. It's tough to ignore this topic you mentioned about artificial intelligence. I think uh, especially today when people are worrying about AI and uh, according to data um, that 5% of marketers, content creators uh, lost their jobs when ChatGPT appealed. It's not because AI replaced them. It's because someone who can adapt to AI can replace these people because uh, I doubled my energy with AI when ChatGPT appealed because I used before. Today, I use a lot more and get great results with AI. I love this tool. For me, it's very important to use. I have no idea if AI can replace human beings or not, but if AI can, it, it needs time. At least it needs a lot of time when Terminators will kill all human beings, uh, when humanity will fight with them. I don't know. The, the scenario matrix or uh, terminator but anyway uh today we don't need to ignore this tool it's almost impossible to ignore this tool if you want to get great results can you tell your methods how you use ai and how you recommend uh, people employees to adapt to ai because uh, one more point according to data uh many occupations still ignore ai for example i spoke with my two brothers uh, they get great results, good money in accounting, but they don't use AI. <laughs> they ignore this tool and uh, they tried and didn't get great results in accounting. Uh, probably things will change, I don't know, but anyway, I recommend to anyone just to play. Uh, even if it doesn't work, play, analyze, and you, you can find the way, I mean, like to spend like at least an hour a day because I play a lot. I play a lot, I fail, I change my prompts, uh, uh, I can quit the chat and uh, start one more time. And today we have 11,000 AI tools. It's not only about ChatGPT or Bart, many other great tools. So Patrick, let us know your methods, how to use AI to get great results. But we use AI as well, obviously. Uh, and, and we also use AI in our software because it, the, the more you make the work less complex because nobody has time. So if you can reduce time, uh, and, 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 and again, you can make it, uh, you can solve so much um, time uh, time and, and, and learnings for people, it can, it can create uh, good results. I think AI is, um, it's, 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 it's there to stay. Like in the beginning, in, I, I had the internet wave and then there was social media wave and blah, blah, blah. So there were also waves. And I know that everybody says that AI is, is, um, is, is the biggest wave, the huge tsunami that is coming. And I absolutely, think that it's true also but again it's going to be like you said it's going to be the interaction between pe people human and, and ai and that's i think the most important thing and that's again why 
um, companies, they just need, uh, you know, do you, do you understand that there's still so many companies that do not allow you, the people to, to be on, uh, on, on their social networks while they are working? Mm -hmm. How stupid can you be as a company not to allow it? Because if you don't allow it, they will do it on their mobile phone anyhow. And uh, if you don't trust them, get rid of them. You know? It's 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 building trust. AI, I think, as a company, you should embrace everybody to use AI and and to get fora uh, forums in between in mean in between sales and HR and la la to talk about how can AI uh, help us and will it will it change the world? It will change the world. It will most probably change um, how we how we work. Uh, I think uh, specifically, and there's going to be jobs. We are next year and next to us. There's a company that was um, creating lots of uh, lots of um, content, and they have hard times. I admit they have really hard times at this moment because most of the companies they start using AI uh, to create content, and we we start using AI. You know how great it is to go into AI saying like this is this is the company they have these problems. La 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 la. This is our knowledge. This is our the way we work, can you please help us a bit how I structure my uh, my workshop? I will get a really great result out of AI. So it helps me in my job as well. Uh, so please embrace AI. Um, I think that's the only, only, only thing you can do. Uh, I think there's other people that have to think about AI as a whole. Where does it go? But you, at this moment, as a CEO of a company, I would say that's not your biggest concern. Your biggest concern is the world is moving so quickly that you better go with the stream and know what is happening than just stand still and and and, and hide. Uh, so. Yeah, nice, nice. Love it, love it. And I have my final question, very important question for my audience about uh, your experience. And... Uh, I know from personal experience, we get great results with companies that, uh, no, companies that understand what we do. For example, if companies understand why we need to create high quality content, what kind of content to create, why it's important to think more about traffic value than getting just traffic, uh, many different insights, we get great results. If companies don't, or people uh, from these companies usually tell them, take our course, learn on Google, YouTube. Just learn the basic. You need to understand how it works. Um, it's the same, for example, if someone wants to lose weight. You can find the best, I don't know, coach in the world <laughs> who can uh, explain how it works. But you need to understand why you need to eat healthy food, to drink water, to train hard, different insights. And uh, nobody can help without understanding. So I want to ask you, let's imagine you have a dream want to create a big company or probably even have this company and you need to have an expert like you uh, but you have no idea how it works so what will you do if you need to learn everything from scratch to get this basic knowledge to hire patrick uh, uh, to your company oh that's a that's a that's a really heavy uh, heavy question i think again uh, there's things like content calendars, stuff like this, but what you really need to, I think the first and most important thing um, that you have to know is that uh, creating impact is, first of all, also creating frequency. 
a frequency is very important. Uh, you can put so much energy and, and uh, again, I have so many examples of people that put all their money for very expensive movies and then, it, uh, and then it's finished, all the money is gone. That's the wrong way to do it. So I think, again, and I don't only think, it's the continuous effort that you make. It could be very little efforts, but do it consistently. And the more consistent you are, the better it is. Uh, consistent could even be, I do, I, I, I do something every Friday or every Monday. Keep on doing this and do, do not think that it's July or August and everybody's out of hol on holiday. No, keep the frequency. Frequency is the most important thing. And then the second layer is obviously the layer <clears throat> where, you, where you should define on what are the different content layers because a company is like a human being. A company is not a monotone thing of always saying the same thing. I sell this product. I sell this product. It's very boring. So you need to have some next to your con uh, next to your frequency. You need to have different layers. Okay, today I'm talking about my people. Okay, then I'm going to talk about my product. Oh, now I'm going to talk about the future, and then I'm going to talk about. And so you, at, at, that's the way you you build a very. For me, it's very easy to build in such a way. We call that again the content calendar, and then you go to the, the best. You do it yourself. You hire somebody like me. You go to somebody like you. Doesn't matter, but you have the steps. You made the steps. You made everything ready so that the, the people can do their job. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Love it, love it, Patrick. It's a big pleasure to get on my show to learn from you. I love this experience. Valuable, fun. Tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. The best way, LinkedIn. Yeah, Patrick yeah. DePau, LinkedIn, CEO Social Theater, you'll find me there. And uh, there's interaction all the time. Nice, guys. You can find the link to LinkedIn account in the description below. Uh, I recommend to anyone to follow Patrick on LinkedIn because I follow. I need more valuable insights. I know this world is crazy. We need to update what we have. Um, it doesn't matter if something works today. Uh, you need to update, to uh, go ahead, to change, to improve, then results will come. If you stay in one place, uh, your competitors will replace you. <laughs> so it's very important to learn, to update. Uh, Patrick, it's a big pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing all these valuable bombs. So valuable. Uh, I'll submit a link to your LinkedIn account in the description. And uh, thanks a lot, guys, for listening and watching us. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.